going on, everybody? Welcome back to Forfeit. It's been a minute. Metal Matt here. We've got Wild Bill. What up? We've got Big John Stud. Hey. Happy belated birthday to Big John Stud, by the way. <laughs> Party. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. How Nakeep. Nakeep. 30 years old. How's it feel? <laughs> Not a day over 21. You're a real, you're a real adult I, now. Listen, I, I hear 40, and I believe it. 40 is the new 30. So, <laughs> listen. Even, even guys, guys in professional sports think that, too. You know? It's true. Yeah. Not like Darius Light. I'm going to keep showing up while I keep getting paychecks every week. So, <laughs> Well, listen, we, we, like I said, it's been a minute. <clears throat> We've been, you know, sitting back, relaxing, watching the weather get nicer. And just kind of letting the sports news comp- compile, you know. Uh, there was just a lot of, you know. I think we're we were we were in a little bit of a dead zone there for a little bit. There wasn't a whole lot going on, but now we got some stuff popping. We got Sixers playoffs. We got the NFL draft that just, you know, just ended. So <clears throat> we're going to go Sixers heavy on this episode because after last night's, um, you know, what have you, I think we've got some stuff to get off our chest, right, gentlemen. Um, you know, the overall feelings of how the Sixers uh, postseason is is going is not what we I'd say it's not the way we would want it to end up. But we can't really honestly say we're surprised. Right. I mean, for obvious reasons. Right. I mean, you know, midway through the oh, I hear a doorbell Uh-oh. Yeah. Too too fit. Oh, I hear I hear a doorbell. Yeah, just momentarily. I'll I'll jump back up. Let you finish this. All right. I think you should get the parents in, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Bill. I'll be at better takes than I do. Bill Bill's parents are in from out of town. He was trying to sneak in, squeak in this episode real quick, and might go to two fit real quick. J Lo is attending to uh, family business as well. So, but hey, you know. John Shake and I, shake hey, and let's be real. Let's, let's be real. John and I are the true Sixers guys, right? We got the real takes on the Sixers. Okay. Listen. You know why? Cause we want to keep our listeners positive, right? I mean, if we let negative Nancy Roder in here, you know, with his cold takes, um, you know, fire, fire, this guy, fire, fire, that guy, you know, it would be, um, it'd be a short episode. Some of us know? have shed blood on the court, you know, together, that's right. You know? Actually like put in some work, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they don't call a shake and bake for nothing, dude. That's right. <laughs> I was I was shake and you were bake, or who? Or what was it? I mean, it depends what night. It, it depends, it on, depends night. on one night, and depends on where we got, you know, where where we stole the ball in the court and what was going on. You know, That's right? Exactly. You, so you said you were a little surprised. Are you are you more surprised because like, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised because the injury was such a surprise, right? Okay, it was like Skatar. No, no. You're right. Good point. That that's something we could be surprised with. But what I'm not surprised with is why we are down, you know, two zero to the Heat right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you mean, take away him, him being Joel. I mean, again, I think it exposes. I think I think you've mentioned it before. It's it's defense. It's uh, it's re- that presence in the rebounds. Paint. It's that presence in the paint. Exactly, you know? and scoring obviously. Yeah. yeah. You lose by twenty points, fifteen points, ten points, eleven points. That's you know, if he puts up twenty, you know, we're we're golden. Leadership. Yeah, leadership. leadership. I mean, I, I know we I know Harden, you know, is 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 a is a great leader. I mean, look at the growth, 
in Maxi and Thibel and other young players on our roster that you know we're we're investing in. I think you know one we saw we saw an uptick in their production. Um, you know once once Harden came along, and I think he's he's kind of like their 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 mentor. You know, along with Joel. I mean, he's got even more more experience than Joel, especially at their positions. But what I was getting at was, you know, we were in love. We were all in bed with the Harden trade, you know, a couple months ago. But what we didn't realize and what we kind of just pushed aside and hoped it wouldn't come back and, and bite us in the ass, which it ultimately now is, is we had to give up a lot of our bench depth. I mean, you know, you, you take a look at, you know, who we had to give up in that trade. We were like, you know what, let's just roll the dice and see what happens this year, knowing that, you know, this tra- that trade was really ultimately made for next year, I think. I mean, see what we can do this year, make a run in the playoffs if we can. But ultimately, we gave up a lot of bench depth, and it's it's coming back to haunt us. And, you know, I mean, we, we, we you know, the Raptors made it interesting, but ultimately the better team won. And, you know, especially with us still having Joel in the lineup, I think, you know, the, the the best team won out of that series, but we knew it was a tall order. You know, this is a legit Miami team. I mean, these this is a, a a legit contender. I mean, and they've got guys on their bench that they haven't even played against us yet because they really don't have to. So, and it's like you know, we show a lot of good, um, a lot of good uh, uh, attack and progress against them in earlier quarters when we have fresh legs, when we can attack the basket, be aggressive be aggressive on defense, but you try doing that for four quarters, man, with a thin bench, you see it. We run out of, we run out of gas. We lose our legs. We can't hit, we can't hit shots. And the, and the, and the, and Miami just keeps subbing out fresh legs. You know I mean? I mean, they have Duncan Robinson on their bench. Who's like, I would have Duncan Robinson all day on our bench. He would be like, you know, in that first rotation coming off the bench and Mm -hmm. they haven't even had to play him yet. No, you know, Kyle Allen's yeah, not even playing. Like, right. you know, so it's like it's it's exposing it's exposing our our biggest weakness, which we all thought maybe we could skirt by, you know. But you know, I mean, and a lot of the flack is coming down on Harden right now because everyone's saying, oh, he's lost a step. He's you know his best years are behind us. They're behind him. But like, you know, he's just he's been fighting through a pretty major hamstring, a nagging hamstring injury, too. And, you know, I mean, I've never had to, to experience anything like that. I don't think any of us had in, in, on a professional level. I can only imagine, you know, what that what that does, you know, for an older guy, number one, because he is getting older. Uh, you know, you, you just don't bounce back as quick, you know, so like the guy's probably still playing hurt. You know, I think that that was very interesting. I was I was watching maybe first take or get up or one of those shows and someone was mentioning how like when he got. Remember when he was in Houston and he sort of got a little big and they yeah. thought that maybe he was doing that to get his way to the Nets. And okay. someone mentioned yeah. that maybe maybe his conditioning, you know, it still isn't there from even back when because mm-hmm. he's still not like in game like they, they say he could still not be in game shape, which. I kind of disagree with now. I mean, he's been playing enough games already since the Houston days that he should be, he should be okay. But yeah, he's definitely not as, I don't want to use the word explosive because I don't think he was a very explosive player, but I think he's facilitating a lot more 
and and not like being the guy that's going to like run down the court, maybe come off a screen and hit a shot. Like, yeah, he's, he's passing a ball a lot more. Yes. He goes to the basket, you know, a decent amount of time, but like you can kind of tell he doesn't look, he doesn't look nimble, nimble. He's, I don't know if it was Grand Hill or who are the other guy calling the game last night, but they kept saying he's not getting around the corner. And that's, you know, that's not so much explosiveness, but that's like, you know, when you're, when you're trying to, when you're playing one-on-one ISO ball, which is, you know, where he, what he, what his bread and butter has been for a lot of his career. Number one, I don't think we can do that against the heat. I mean, the heat, the heat thrive on that. The way their defense is designed, if we allow them to settle in in their defense, they're just going to smother, they're going to, they're going to smother us and they're going to eat us alive. And which, which what they've shown in the past two games Our our only hope is to stay aggressive play quick against them, get quick shots, get good shots and make them. And we haven't done, we've done that a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you know, we seem to abandon it because I think the guys just get tired, man. And then doc has to call a timeout, reset everything, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, play the matchup game, see who they're subbing out of timeouts. And it's just, it's just been, it's this constant, you know, uh, I'm trying to find the right analogy, but it's like, it's like this this runaway locomotive that, like, if you you know once you're gassed, it's just going to run you over. Mm-hmm. And we just we've been able to play two and a two and a half solid quarters of basketball against them so far. Uh, game one, I'd say we played like maybe almost three 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 solid quarters against them because in the fourth quarter they just they just kind of stomped on our throat. And then, but but. You know, last night they had they took the film of game one and they tur- they they turned it up on us on defense. They 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 turned the screws on us and they figured out, you know, our aggressiveness and who who's going to do what fill the lanes. And, um, you know, I mean, Toby's still having some consistency early on in games, but then he disappears. And it's stuff like that. I just think these guys are getting gas because we just flat out cannot keep up. We know we have to play fast. We know we have to play aggressive, but our lineup, our bench is so thin. They're just deeper than us. They're 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 just all in all. I think they're just healthier than us too. The, the other thing that's like I find, you know, a little bit disappointing too is like Matisse Thibel on defense. Like mm-hmm. he's sort of been the in the last two years. Like oh my god, this guy's so good at defense, so good at defense. And then like you, if you're going to come into a game like this, not having Joel Embiid. You should just go out there from a coaching standpoint, and I'm sure we'll get into Doc more. So I'm sure everyone has opinions on that. But like, if I was Doc, if I was Doc, I'm like, okay, Matisse, if Jer- if Jimmy Butler, if Jimmy Butler goes to the bathroom, you're with him. You know yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Like, put your best defender on the best guy. Right. It's no different yep. than football. Your best corner usually goes on your best wide receiver on the other side of the football. It's no different here. Yeah. Now, now, granted, like. If you were going against Giannis, is Thibel on Giannis? Probably not. Okay, but again, in this matchup with Jimmy Butler putting twenty-two points up, like let's try to get that to like ten points or twelve points, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the box score and you go, okay, Bam has what did he have? 20, 23 points last night. Like, okay, he's going to get that because there's no Joel, right. right? But if you can at least uh, eliminate something somewhere, you know, take take the top off of the best player on that team 
I think that would that would be a little bit more of a benefit. But you know, again, coaching's coaching, and you know, I agree that the bench is thin. You're not scoring enough points on the bench. You know, your starters are having 21, 34, 20. That's a nice line. You're missing that extra 20 from from Joel, but you need a little bit more from Danny Green. You need a little bit more from uh, the minivan. You need, you know, where's Shake Milton and 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 this this aggressiveness, you know, um, Thibel with zero points doesn't help, you know. So if you're going to be a defensive guy, I love it. Stick to him like flies on poop, and don't let him score, and maybe get some offensive rebounds and help out. But like when you're allowing 22 points and not scoring zero, that's not helping your team. It's not. No, I get it, and you're right, John. I mean. Like, let the other guys beat you, you know, mm-hmm. take out their best player. I mean, do what they do to us. They t- they try to take Joel out. And that's that's the big advantage that we have, at least in the regular season, was you couldn't really do that because you had James Harden right there. You mm-hmm. know, and we all know that, you know, yeah, maybe he's not like putting up the numbers that he has been has been known to put up in his career, but he's still are you going to, are you going to gamble on that? You know, I mean, right. you know, there's always that, there's always that chance that dude's going to drop 40 on you, you know, mm-hmm. but, but the one thing that I did want to get to is, you know, um, we touched on a little bit before we hit record was like, you know, who's, who's taking the, a, a lot of most of the flack right now, who's got the most pressure on them. And, you know, we can all point our fingers to multiple things here for multiple reasons, and everyone has valid points. The one guy that's not getting a finger pointed at, and because they all feel bad for him right now, and I do too, but Joel Embiid, man, he's hurt again. Mm-hmm. Again. This is, the, this is how, many, how many years has this guy not been able to play a full, consistent season? Smells like another guy who used to play across the across uh, Broad Street there at the link. You know what I mean? It's like every season being hurt, right? Carson Wentz. Hate to yeah, use the I name, mean, but like, yeah. hey, you're exactly right. It's a great point. Like, you know, now I, you know, you could argue that okay, the guy got hit in the elbow or in the face, and you know, it was kind of like one of those things. It wasn't like, you know, he rolled his ankle or like he fell on the ground and yeah, but it was even before that though with the thumb. You Correct. know, yes, and his yeah. number right. started to dip because of the thumb. We had to we had to probably monetize his minutes because of the thumb. He had to make adjustments. You know, and he's it's a like, guy generally who isn't in the paint and getting hurt in the paint. But you know, he's usually an outside perimeter guy that we all. Yeah. You know, if I for one, I'm like, I don't want you on the perimeter. That's why we have James Harden now. You know what I mean? He's. It's not like he's coming down getting rebounds and rolling ankles. But you know, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, honestly, I put, when you sent over the agenda, I put down James Harden. Um, but I didn't even think of Joel Embiid because he was hurt. But that's that's a great point. That's a it's, hats off to you. I mean, it's totally arguable. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you can you can knock Harden for not not completely stepping up and fulfilling the expectations that this fan base and the team probably has for a hurt Joel Embiid. You know what I mean? Now that we know that Joel's hurt, it's like okay, do do you James go out and and do what you've done. You three time scoring champ, three time MVP. Like, mm-hmm. let's see. We need that Harden right now. And, and it, it's not you know, like he's not putting, like, okay, two games ago he had 16 points. Last game he had 20. It's not mm-hmm. like he's not put, yeah, he's not putting up 40, but no, like, at least he's, you know, 
he's doing what we he's doing what he was asked probably asked of when we had Joel on the court. But now Joel's on the court. Yeah. You know, and who's gonna step who's gonna step up? You he's see definitely Toby, given us more than what Ben was giving us the last two years. Uh yeah. Nothing. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, I get you know, and that's you know, uh you know, Bill, that's in a nutshell, while you were gone, it's like, you know, we're just recapping our thoughts and are venting kind of like what we feel is, is going on and, and what, you know, kind of like what, where we are, we shouldn't really be that surprised. Right. Because we kind of knew that we could have ended up in this position months ago when we made the Harden acquisition, but everyone was in bed with it. And we kind of just tucked away the, the fact that we just traded away like all our bench depth but like we were fine with it because we were like we're willing to roll roll the dice and see what we could get, you know, um, you know, out of this lineup in in the postseason, which you know looked pretty promising. But then Joel gets dinged up. Ultimately, you know, he's gone. And when you when you lose someone of that importance, it kind of starts to expose all your weaknesses. And that's exactly what's happened in the, in the last two games against the heat. It's like, we lack that bench depth. Whereas like the heat is like a legit title contending team built to win now, you know? Um, I also think Matt too, like, you know, when, when you think about the, the trade and the bench, and if, if we could go back in time and we say, we still make that trade, but somehow we don't trade Seth and Andre Drummond. Do mm-hmm. I think we still beat the Heat? I don't know if we still do. We have a better. I think. I think without have, without Joel too. I'm sorry. I think. Oh yeah. Well, I think we have a chance of at least sneaking Game One. Not last night. Last night was like I said. They turned the screws on us, you know, and they they upped it. They took it to another level on defense, to where they just kind of like they they knew how to expose us on both ends of the floor. So and it just gets to a point where we put together like two and a half really good quarters, but then we just run out of gas. You know, it's like trying to, it's, it's trying to, you know, outrun a locomotive. And if, if you run out of gas, boy, it's just going to run you over. And that's what's happening, you know, and this is without Kyle Lowry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Lowry is more of an ancillary piece for them. I think it just boils down to, that I mean, so I mean, I mean, everybody knew it. We all knew it deep down. We just root for our team. Joel's the anchor of this team in every in every sense of the word. He anchors the defense. He has rim protection. If you watch the Heat, minus Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, who's not really been playing that much this series, the Heat don't have scorers like who can create shots and score. Like they're a offensive rebound slash to the rim kind of team, and. With no rim protection, they're we're letting them play to their strength. Like when Joel's in there, Bam can't live in the lane. He just can't because Joel gets him out of there. Joel's bigger and stronger, and like it's just simple. Joel covers all our warts. <laughs> when Joel's not in there, the warts are exposed. And I think what we're seeing, and we all knew, even when we made the Harden deal, was Toby eats up too much of our cap. And we don't have a bench and that's kind of part of it. And the reality is, is 
no superstar gets traded midway through the season in the history of the league and wins the championship. The same LeBron every year he did it. Mm-hmm. Took him the second year. Now I'm not calling James Harden LeBron. I think the Just, only team that has done it that I can remember is your Philadelphia 76ers. We traded for Moses midway through that season and won the championship. I mean, it's, you know, basically since then, different, and, different league, different time. Though. I, mean, I mean, you know, st- I mean, I, I guess, you know, I guess, you know, that's, you know, th- 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 that's a fair comment and a true comment, but I guess since in the modern era, yeah, modern era, yeah, it hasn't worked out that way. No. So I think the hope was, Hey, and again, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem likely Joel's going to play game three from everything that I saw earlier, but he could be upgraded right. to, you know, tomorrow. But I think the odds are it's, you know, it's maybe he comes back for game four, but at that point it's one of those things to where I think maybe we just, you know, be happy. We didn't get embarrassed and lose in the first round. You know, we, we played a team that, you know, that's been to the finals and still pretty much all together, that same team. And they just, they're a better team than us. And we might with Joel, I think this is a seven game series and it's a coin flip. I think he wins game seven, but they got lucky and, the best player in the Eastern conference next to Giannis is out. So it's, it's and this it's is not- what it is, man. Like we say, we talk about it so many times on this podcast. It doesn't matter if we're talking about football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. It, what does it take? It takes a solid, well-balanced team, good coaching and a little bit of luck, right? We always talk about yeah. luck. I mean, for all we know, the heat could stop us, move on to the, the conference finals and God, you know, knock on all the wood I, I can find. Jimmy Butler gets hurt, you know. I mean, and 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 then, and then they're and then they're squashed. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, it's, we didn't see it come in last series, but what if somehow, even without Joel, we win Game Three somehow? Toby and everybody goes yeah. off some, and then Joel comes back for Game Four, and hey, we're two two back in Miami. Yeah, it's like it's the playoffs. I mean, the the Nets were up two zero on the Bucks last year, then lost in seven. I mean, yep. Kyrie got hurt at the end of game two, which affected the series. But, you know, Jimmy's playing with a dinged up knee. Bam, you know, Bam had surgery on his thumb earlier in the year. I mean, he's getting better now. I mean, he's probably better now. But it's like anybody, you know, so it's like game three. It, I mean, tomorrow's the series, obviously. We go down 3-0, it's over. I, I mean, there's just yeah. no way of putting it. But we, we always say, too, that, like, everyone's hurt this time of year, too, in the playoffs. Yeah, you know? and that's the case. Like, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, Matt, you said it earlier when we when we smoked Toronto in game six and smoked them in games one and two, we were like 18 for 32 from three. Like when we hit our threes, we're unbeatable and we couldn't shoot any worse in Miami. Who knows could come out and we go 20 for 40 and threes tomorrow night and we steal a game like they're not this like juggernaut of a team. They're just now a team that doesn't beat themselves. So you got to make shots. Like I mean, against these guys. The main, I mean, you brought up so many good points there, Bill. Like it was another one that I wanted to bring up too that I thought of was, you know, we all get on Joel, you know, for playing at the top of the key, this and that. But now that he's out of the game, we see how much of an effect he had really did have in the paint when we thought we, he didn't play in the paint at all. You know, <laughs> I mean, he, these guys are getting at the, to the rim at will on us. It's, it's a deterrent. I mean, if you coming in, if you're Troy Vincent, that Kyle's backup and he's coming in, he sees Paul Reed. Oh, screw you, Paul Reed. I'm coming at you. Yeah. He sees Joel Embiid. I guarantee he's pulling up or passing. Like yeah. it's just that simple. I mean, yeah. Joel is that aggressive. Like, and I think that's something else that I was thinking of earlier and I was going to save it for tonight. 
we've gotten it's kind of the same thing with AI. And I'm gonna, you know, not kidding aside, is we got so used to the greatness night in, night out, we got a little numb to it. We're so used to Joel just dominating in the post this last two years. It's like we don't take it for granted, but we're just like, oh yeah, that's how you defend the rim. It's like, well, Joel's a top three center defensively and offensively. It's like that's kind of a big deal still for like our team's built around that. So when he's not there, it's it's you know it's it's easy for us to say, hey Toby, go shoot ten more shots, and James who too. But these guys are kind of locked into their routine where it's like, and again, I know they're paid a lot of money, so it's they need to be able to adapt, and this is why you have multiple stars. But at the same time, it's like you know it's you know we're not playing uh, you know the Charlotte Hornets Bobcats right now. You know mm-hmm. this is second round top top eight teams in the league, and these are legitimately the as eight best teams. So I think it's I come to grips that. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I don't have a hope for coming out coming out of the series, but I'm just more hopeful that we make the moves this summer to really reload and have a good like off season and come in and you know just give this a real shot because I think you know if we retool, you know we're right there with anybody in the East. Obviously, it's just I think this year it's proven that we're just kind of we were riding on the Harding trade high, and it's just. You know, now it's setting in that like, uh, but you know, I think it's just good, but yeah, I mean, I think we were just so punch drunk by the Harden trade and we wanted to, you know, shoot to shoot for the moon and and which we should. We were just happy to get rid of Ben. I mean, we're just happy to get rid of Ben and have, have, have a team again. You know, I mean, again, because he makes a lot of money, but James averages 18 and a half and 10 and and 10 assists a game in the playoffs. Like, that's one of the best point guards we've ever had on this team, like average wise. So it's absolutely, just, it just thinks that he's usually a 28 and 10 guy or, you know, so that's kind of what, you know, the reality is. is but, but again, with Joel on the court, it, it covered that up. Like it didn't, it didn't really, it, the perception of it was just like, be, and that's why he wants to be here. Cause he knows he can't carry a team, and, but he could be a good Robin. Yeah. But actually he'd realize that he doesn't need to be Robin. That's Tyrese. He just, he just needs to be Alfred calling the plays in mm-hmm. and he and he seems to be fine with that and like i said earlier like we don't have too many guys that can dribble the ball <laughs> and like get no. into the lane other than shake i mean shake you, but in the regular season at least he'll get those calls again so you know it'll, it, it'll keep him you know in i think good shape and when he's healthy that's the thing about it, i love about this guy it's i know he has had this hamstring the last year on and off or so before that, this guy's an Iron Man, dude. He don't miss games. Like he plays. Like no, and that's. Or I think. Saying, I, I think you career, were. He's eighty games out of eighty-two. Seventy-eight. Like he's. Yeah. Playing every night. Like he don't take nights off. No. Yeah, and I think he. I think you were. I think it was just John and I talking to. That was the one point we we were talking about too. Was, I mean, the hamstring. You know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe his best years are are starting to be behind him now. And he's not getting what they were saying, you know, last night was around the corner on guys like he's struggling to get around the corner. But, you know, man, I mean, when you're nursing like a major hamstring injury, you know, I mean, and that's something that's that's nagging and you're getting into like playoff uh, playoff games, which is basically extra basketball at this point. It's like I can't even imagine what that does for any injury that you're trying to nurse. You know what I mean? So like. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, um, yeah, no, like the sudden bursts and stops and stuff. Yeah. You know, he could pop it at any point if it's kind of tender. So it's like, 
He's trying to just kind of glide. He's got to pick and choose his spots. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No, because I mean, that dunk in Toronto, you know, you, you know, he had his adrenaline going and that was kind of a, hey, you know, I'm still here when I got it. And I guess that's nice to see. And it's like, all right, bottle that up for next season. You know, let's just simmer down now. We'll give Tyrese another whole off season with you and let him kind of blossom into that. Because I think Tyrese really can be our number two guy I think offensively. I think yeah. he, he has that moxie and that like just he gets it. Like he and and we've been and you know I was saying it earlier like just watching him at Kentucky a little bit when he was playing a little more freely. He's clearly a two guard. He's he's like a, he's a smaller version of Dwayne Wade. Like he's a guy that don't he can't run the offense with the point, but let him get the ball and say go to go at it, kid. It's like that's his game. So it's I think we're just really what this series is showing. It's we need a power forward who can rebound. Like, I know Joel's a big help for rebounding, but even against Toronto, it's like Toby played a lot better on the boards. I give him that. But we need a guy that, like, understands, hey, don't worry about being on the wing on defense or offense. When shot goes up, you crash that board, dude. You're 6'10". You're 6'9". You're like, you're a big guy. Like, I think okay. game one, I think game one in the third quarter alone, I think there was some stat, the Heat had, like, 16 to 18 points on offensive rebounds. Just in the third quarter alone. Yeah, no, and that's what I mean. Like, we we play good defense, but we don't close it out like by, by getting the ball. Yeah, <laughs> we just don't. And like, and again, I get it when you're playing the zone. That's part of the issue. The ball just bounces to open spaces, so it's hard to box somebody out. But it's like everything else. I mean, we've all been in the basketball camps. I remember like the first camp I went to uh, in Voorhees, like when you would do the stations. It was the guy was like asking us like, "What's your favorite thing to do?" And we were all guessing like shooting and passing and free throws. He's like, "No, rebounding." And he was just like, he was like, "This is how you win and lose games." And it's like it's so like you know to to, to us like the basketball nerds. It's like I could argue that's I mean other than shooting, obviously because the goal is to put the ball in the hoop. I'm not trying to be ignorant to that. No, but yeah, rebounding. It's like extra rebounding and turnovers. I mean, rebounding is is extra possessions. And when you're in elite level competition against one another, you need any kind of edge and more possessions is an edge. So it's like, that's one of our glaring weaknesses that we've seen the entire year. Drummond helped cover that up. He was a vacuum on the boards. I mean, he, I mean, he was insane how good he was being a diamond in the rough. You know, I was thinking that maybe we could resign him, but Apparently he's going to get a pretty big contract in the off season. Like he's already said he's he's leaving Brooklyn. He's out. He didn't like being there. Never wanted to be there. I can't imagine why. And uh, <laughs> um, so it, it's just one of those that like yeah no nah, I guess it's you know who knows you know we'll all watch it tomorrow night and you know maybe I think the key for us tomorrow and I don't want to jump the agenda I can I'll scale scale it back. No, just going to say every game we've been in we've been down ten in the ten plus in the first like five minutes. Maybe we go up 12 in the first five minutes to see how they react a little bit. Maybe we come out bang, 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 hit like yeah. two threes, get a steal in an N1 from James, go up nine to two, kind of get that flowing. You know, I think, I mean, we've, we beat them twice during the regular season, once without Joel and James. We've proven that they're not like, they're not like superior athletes over us. They're not like, a, like they're just a well-coached team who like everybody, they're just deep. They have guys who know their roles yeah. and do them very well. Well, and you have guys like that, unfortunately, off the bench. I mean, you, you talked about rebounding being such an important part of winning games and obviously turnovers. And um, but like 
still a big part of the game is putting the ball in the basket. And yeah, no, I mean, you don't win. I, I agree. When, when, when I play number one, if you're, if, if, you know, half of your game plan is to shoot three pointers and get open threes and we shoot 18% in the, in game one from three, I don't see a win in very many games. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the reality. It's no team wins. I mean, I got to think if you shoot below 30% from three, odds are unless you have twin towers, you're not winning a game. Uh, and, like, and, and, and I think what was the stat uh, going into the fourth quarter last night? We were shooting 30% from three. <laughs> yeah, no, I think for the game, we were well below 30 for the game. Mm-hmm. The only had an uptick because Cork Moss came in and hit a couple lead and like in garbage time. That's another huge red flag. When, when, when you're relying on, on a, the Furcon Cork Mazes of the world. And again, love the guy to death, nothing personal. He's a nice young, uh, nice young lad. I'm sure. But in the playoffs, I'm not putting my money on Furcon Cork Moss. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the money's on Danny Green because they gave him that big contract. Yeah. And, uh, and he's, he and needs he's, to go. How many wide open threes is he missing? Yeah. He, he had that one good half in Toronto in game six when he hit three threes in a row and kept us in that game. But then ever since then, he's had one moment. The other seven games he's played has been dog shit. Mm-hmm. Like straight I, dog shit. And I Doc, Doc yeah. hates Bible now. Like they brought up, I remember at the end of game six in the interview, and the one guy, I think it was uh, Keith Pompey, he was like, any consideration, a potential of Cyborg regaining starting starting the role and Doc's like absolutely not DG's the starter that's in the playoffs. Like Cyborg is out of the rotation basically. So I don't know if it's the shot or the vaccine literally or but I think Cyborg so. is in the doghouse big time. I think it's right? I think it's the the vax I think the vaccine could have a big part of it because really? you hurt your team going into you not being available for the first like two series games of the playoffs. Out, like you know, when he come on, man. No, because it's like if you look at it, he's getting 11, 12, 13. He used to play in the early, like the low 30s. Like he was playing 30, 30. He used to start 30, for us. Yeah, huh. like he, and, all, and and I'm telling you, you, you can find it. It's like the guy was just like, he thought like absolutely not. DG used to start the rest of the playoff. He got so, 21 minutes last night, two rebounds, one block, one steal, and zero points. Yeah, because he's not, you know, I think his confidence is shattered. I think his confidence is shattered. I think this whole team just needs a reset. I think this year is just between the Ben thing, we put on a brave face as a franchise for all season. Well, it's a long play, right? The, the Matt, Matt hit on it earlier. It's like you get the guy midseason, and what do you expect? You need to either mesh very quickly and have it be very lucky and it all work and everything works great and you don't need Seth. You don't need Andre Drummond and DeAndre Jordan's going to, you know, revive his career. And that's what you hope, but the chances of that are very slim. So yeah. then like, you know, it's almost like buying, like you want to restore a car, right? Like you're going to put a ton of money out, but it's going to take time to nurture it, to do all the things you need to do to get it up and running. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's the same thing here. And like you, you look at the team and, and we talked about it a little bit last night, I think via text and what I, what I think this team needs. And I, I've been harping at it for years. This team needs an enforcer. This guy, this team needs a PJ Tucker. This team needs a Markeith Morris or Morris brother. This team needs a, a Lopez brother or this, and this team needs you a know, semi had that in Ilsan, uh, Ilsova. He would kind of play with a little bit of nasty and could hit three pointers for us. I, I loved that team with Marco Bellinelli was our shooter off the bench. 
How about the kid last night, uh, um, Bertans? Yeah. Like, like a guy can like Duncan or, or, or I don't think Duncan has an edge, but like Bertas has a little bit of an edge to him. He doesn't take shit, you know, like something like that. This team needs a little bit like, you know, the segue that I think we're going to get to here is like how the rest of the playoffs, how's everybody enjoying the rest of the playoffs, Mm -hmm. watching things that are happening with like Jerry Mon green and Dylan Brooks and, and having that edge, I think helps you. I'm not saying that you need a guy go out there to get thrown out of a game, but you need a guy that I, that it comes into the lane that is going to get a hard foul. And it, it reminds you that the next time you come in the lane, you're probably going to get another hard foul. It, 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 it deters people from doing things. You know, it deters people from getting an inbounds pass like nonchalantly when but do you some think guy the is the new NBA now with all these flagrant calls and, yes. And that's why somebody was, that, fart on him the wrong way. It's a flagrant too. That's that's what that's it's, what it, that's the, what it, it is. It's the mindset. It's the mindset that there's a guy there that on a fast break might actually whip you and 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 grab you. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this team needs Grayson Allen to trip you. No, no, no. I'm no. just saying general. Like, I think what Bill's getting at is, is like, yeah, we would love to have someone to come in and remind someone, hey, you're coming down the lane and you're getting a hard, you're getting fouled hard. That that same guy's getting thrown out of the game now. Like, yeah, like, it's, like yes. if you had Andre Drummond in the game, say we still had Drummond, or we say we bring Andre Jordan in, and Tyler Hero drives like and does his like little weak left, and he just thumps him. He gives him like not dirty, but goes for the block, misses, gonna miss it, and then just knocks him to the floor. Probably, and it's like that now is a flagrant one minimum, two shots in the ball, and it's just like all right, well now that's killing us because we're giving them another possession and two points. So it's like. I feel like, yeah, I know what you're saying. There's that, that happy median of, like, protecting the lane. But I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I just, the way I feel like they call it now, it's so up in the air. Like, it, it, it's, and that's the thing that we had the whole other discussion we could have at some point is I get that these guys play and I want to, but it just needs to be kind of consistent. Like, it just, it just, it's just insane how, like, 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 like I'll give you, for instance, in, in game one when we were down, I believe five. James drove to the lane. PJ Tucker got in front of him, fell to the ground. James made the layup. I thought we thought it was an N one, and they called a charge on James. And it was a bang bang play. Like I could see how you call a charge, but I could that could easily have been a block too. Like I remember a clear as day, and that would have got the lead down to two. Easy, you know. It's one of those hey, you can't get every call. Literally, maybe not even three minutes later, like the same exact play happens with Tucker. James hopped off his guy, gets into the lane a little late, but it was a bang bang play, chart uh, blocking on James. And like again, I'm not trying to pick out on saying whether well, there's in the series over one play, but that is my gripe, I guess, going into the NBA playoffs overall. It's like it, it's I know both teams are going to get bad calls either way a little bit, but it, I don't know. I guess it just seems like you know. Uh, the, the calls aren't consistent on both teams. So it's hard just to kind of get excited because these games are so close and it's just crazy that these refs, I don't know. I'm not trying to blame them for a bad product, but I'm just not, I'm not happy with the overall officiating in these playoffs, I guess. Well, no, it also, it also comes down partly on the players now too, because they know the way the refs are going to spin it. They know that, you know, Oh, this type of play warrants a flagrant, one minimum, possibly even flagrant two. So they're going to try to even, it, it, it almost seems like these players are trying to craft 
or quasi-flop in certain situations that will bring on a 15-minute review that ultimately doesn't amount to anything, but these players think it could, you know? And it just it waters down the, the game, the product, and the pace of the game, and it's just it, – sometimes it's hard to watch. It know? doesn't even have to be – I should back up. It doesn't even have to be a, a Draymond, a Boogie Cousins type uh, um, but you're guy. looking for a guy who's not going to take any shit from anybody. Thank you. I'm looking for a Patrick. Yeah, no, no, no. A, a yeah, guy that's just going to like the guy that no. you're going to come dribble up the court. I'm going to slap. I'm going to slap down. On He's going to make your life a living hell. Correct. And that's you know? why I thought that Matisse Thybul was going to be from a from a defensive perspective, be just being like a pest. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he, he has like Iguodala. He usually is. I just feel like ever since this vaccine thing, it's either in his head or in the team's head that the, the, any kind of mojo he played with is clearly gone. The Sixers haven't had a guy like I'm talking about since Mike Scott. And I'm not saying Mike Scott is the God's gift to being an enforcer. Not but, defend him to forever. But there's, like, he's the type of guy that, like you said, doesn't take shit from anybody. And we don't have that on this team. We don't. We don't have if Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey went up for a layup and got hit with a hard foul. Who on the starting lineup would have, would come over and just you know push a guy? You know who would? Joel would. Joel's that guy. Maybe, but Joel, again, no, Joel's I, not a fighter. He's not a fighter, but Joe, Joel's you know as Tia can put it, big tough. And then Thank I think you. Joel again. You know, I think Joel's scrappy enough. But again, I know what you're saying. It's Joe, if Joel's not there. Who else do we have? It can't always be Joel shop to do everything on this team. Right. Like he can if he's on the court and decides he wants to, but he can't, you know, he needs to have help. And he, like you said, it's, you know, he doesn't have to, you know, be a Grayson Allen type of player, but we need like an Alex Caruso who's just going to be like a dog and tell you hard and be like, what do you have left for the fucking ball? Shut the fuck up. Like every team you know? in this playoff in, in the playoffs left has one person. of those guys <laughs> has one of those guys, you know, and it, it's, I know we, we joke about Draymond and, yeah, you know, uh, um, Celtics have Marcus Smart. Bucks have Grayson Allen and PJ Tucker. Uh, who's Matthews. the guy from the Suns with the with the long hair? Jay Crowder. Crowder. Crowder, right? You know what I mean? Well, like, they also have that other guy too, the scrappy guard. Um, what's his name? Peyton. Um, Alfred Peyton. Yeah, I forget no, his Gary name. Gary Payton got hurt. Gary Payton Jr. No, not Gary. P- um, no, I'm. I'm I, I always forget his name. What's the oh, guy's Looney? name? The center Looney. No, he's really scrappy. He's kind of like a wiry guy. Oh, uh, Otto Porter? No. Um, they don't have Kelly Uber anymore. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up. I'll, what I'll, team, Matt? I'll, on the Suns. Oh, the Suns. Oh. Um, Cameron, Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. Oh, you, you love Cameron Payne. That's that, that kid is scrappy, man. And he's like the type of kid that you hate if he's not on your team. But if he's on your team, love him. But like, like again, you go, you go, you fast forward to, you know, listen, we all, we all want the the comeback, and and, and hopefully they can do it, and Joel can get healthy, and if yeah. not, you look forward to next season because we That's know it. it was in season trade, blah 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 blah. Honestly, in my eyes, the Sixers won this season. I think the pressure is on Daryl Morey more in this off season and less on like players and Doc, because Daryl Morey made that trade. Now he has to realize. Okay, what do we need from a bench perspective? What do we need on this team? And they're going to have to go out and they're going to have to off somebody or trade someone like Thibel right. to get a couple guys that fit that mold. Whether you overpay for a guy or 
you know, whether you you have to get rid of something else to get that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to do that in order to, to make this kind of this boat roll, you know, down the river. Yep. The elephant's out of the room now. I mean, we, we, we got, and we got something for, for Ben, yeah. you know, I mean, when, when we thought we weren't going to get anything at all, we didn't know what was going to happen. We got way more than we ever thought we would. The flip side, we gave up ultimately what we couldn't have given up if we wanted to salvage this year. But right. I months ago, everyone was okay with it. So let's just yeah. all remind ourselves. Okay. This wasn't about this year. We were, you know, obviously we all wanted more. We wanted to see if we could get something out of this year and Hey, we're in the playoffs. I mean, you make the playoffs, you make the dance. You never know. But right? maybe like looking back on it, like, DeAndre Drummond wasn't the right guy. I'm not sorry. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan wasn't the right guy. Yeah. And maybe they should have went out and said, okay, buyout market. I'm going to throw a name like De- uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Like, maybe we'll give you a little bit more. Or um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think the guy who signed with the, the Bulls. Um, the big guy that signed with the Bulls. I forget his name. Oh, uh, Vukovic? No, no, no. He was on the buyout market and he signed with the Bulls. I forget it was. Maybe it was a low. Maybe it was a low press brother or something. Uh oh, yeah. It, it might have been Brook Brook Lopez or maybe. And I was like, well, those are the type. Like maybe you're thinking back. Those are the type of guys that we should. Tristan have Thompson. Thank you. That's who it was. I'm sorry. That's it Tristan Thompson. You know what I mean? Like he would be a him in the paint as opposed to DeAndre Jordan right now, rebound machine. A yeah, he's got of, a little bit more gas in the tank. A little bit of a chip, right? A little bit of chip on yeah. his shoulder. You know, like, you know, not going to take much shit. Like, he's the type of guy that you look back and go, okay, that might have been a better move, you know? But, you know, Bill, Bill, I think Bill said, you, you know, the one, the one type of player that the Sixers need right now def- desperately is a forward who can shoot and rebound. Mm-hmm. We drafted that player two years ago. Three years ago, and then we get then we traded him to the Suns. Dario, oh uh, Bridges, Bridges, yeah. Wow, because look at look at kick and ball, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You but know? I mean, if you looked back at that, I'm sure that that pick, I what, did, didn't that pick give us Tobias or something? Like if you go that back and pick, look at the trades, theoretically, it, it, rumor had it that pick was going to get us Kawhi. Mm, okay, potentially. Yeah. But, By the way, breaking news: uh, um, your your favorite X seventy sixer Robert Covington has just signed a uh, extension with the Clippers. <laughs> oh, good for him. <laughs> he talk about stealing money from the league. Hey, man. <laughs> I mean, I'd take Robert Covington off our bench now, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, let's just you know, let's let's. I mean, call, call spade, call spade, a spade. A spade. I mean, but like, we honestly, like, I'm not. We can't be surprised how this season's ending up. You know, I mean, yes, we could be surprised what happened to Joel, and you know, I'm not saying that. I'm not discrediting Joel's talents and everything that he's put in and his sacrifice and hard work to to get where we are now i mean the guy is a tremendous talent and i'm grateful to have him on my team you know the team i root for but you can't you you, you can't ignore the fact that like he's hurt again yep. like you just we, I, I'm, we, you know. we talked about it 
I, I remember it in Bill's basement. I, I might have even brought it up when uh, Joey Dark, our, our our basketball insider, was on. Your your best bud to talk about hoops with. Yeah, like that was one thing that I think we discussed, and that was how long ago. Yeah. And now that he's an MVP form and doing all this, you're right. Like all of a sudden, in the beginning of the thing, it was the it was the thumb. Then the accident, the bang bang play with Pascal happens, and you're like, shit, you know, like. He's he's done. Like you think, oh, maybe one game, okay, one game's fine. But if you're going to be out multiple games, like you're really throwing a wrench. But here, here, here's the deal. I think you brought it up. What if we, what if we squeak one out tomorrow night? Okay, we come out, we shoot fifty-five percent from three, right? Can't we can't miss? You know, the Heat are flat, and we get one. Joel comes back game four. Uh, if he's and not what? playing, if he's not playing now, I don't think he's going to play. I really don't. If you if you if you can't if you can't make it three or four games, I don't see how they they throw you out there to the wolves for game four or game five. I really don't. He's too big of a of a of a of a player for this this organization to throw him out there. For God forbid he gets hit again and something happens, I don't see how 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 he does it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a pain threshold tolerance, but I think more it's so it's the concussion situation that he had concussion symptoms on Monday still, and I don't know what the protocol is for how many days, but they said that would keep him out of one and two. Technically, was he was in concussion protocol technically, so it's like if he still had those symptoms on Monday, is that prolonging another five? Days? So it's just one of those that like, yeah. you know, I agree. It's like I mean, even if he comes back, it's like. Got a broken face, which he didn't, he didn't like playing with the mask when it happened a couple of years ago. He said he hated it, yeah. and he's got a torn thumb. So it's like, and, and hasn't played in three games to get you know game shape, right? Against arguably the, the, the Denver Boston, the coin flip for best defense in the NBA. So it's you know so that's kind of the other thing too. It'd be like it'd be one thing if it was like all right, well they're playing a weak defensive team and it's you can just dominate and whatever and we need the point, but it's like uh, he's gonna get hammered by that entire five on the court. The yeah. one thing that I also wanted to talk about what you guys brought up was the fouls. Cause, cause Matt had a, had a comment about, you know, feelings about the playoffs in general, the, the foul calls. I agree with you, especially these technicals. The, the Dylan Brooks thing was a joke. The fact that he got thrown out of a game for that play and he suspended. suspended is absolutely ridiculous. Now, granted, I understand that the guy got hurt, but that's not his fault that the guy got hurt, like the way he landed, like, again, accidents happen. He wasn't like, like, I think the Draymond Green pull in the Jersey to me is a much worse of a foul than a guy on a, on getting the ball loose, going up for a lap and a guy coming from behind you trying to block it and hits you in the head and you fall like, but it goes back to what we've, we've been saying time and time again with these calls in this league. And it's like, I guess they just want to prevent all out melee brawls from happening. You know, I, I don't know These what it is. Soft. These guys are all multimillionaires. They're not going to, maybe here and there they might throw, one of them might throw a punch and connect, but I feel like they're mainly going to be the, the Larry Johnson, Alonzo Morning back in the day fight. They all start talking and then they start punching as they're stepping backwards like a bunch of ninnies. Maybe, you know, maybe a Pat Bev might go crazy and try to draw you. You know, guys like that, you know, like a Rondo. But I mean, I but you saw like, it this year with like the guy trying to fight LeBron, like, you know, 
Yeah, no, I, no. I mean, there are guys who are knuckleheads. I don't doubt that. And you're yeah. right. you never know when something can go off. I don't be. You're, you're, it's not impossible. I, 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 I don't like seeing the Grayson Allen's the, the tripping, the dumb, the dumb shit that he does. Um, yeah, no, it's it's. But it's, but if you're if you're trying to make a basketball play, and you hit a guy in the head by accident, like I, I that's where I I kind of where, where you guys would send a text like this game's soft and like. I totally agree with you. Like there's nothing to defend there. If the game was a little bit more physical, I think it would be, it would be funner to watch because, you know, not that people would get hurt and you want people to get hurt, but it's, it's that mentality of like, Oh man, I'm coming in the lane and I might, I might take a hard foul here. Am I going to stakes that? are high? Exactly. Exactly. Nail on the head. Yes. And that's, and, and I think that's what we all want to see, you know, regular season basketball or regular season football, the levels here, right? Mm-hmm. You get to the playoffs, you want to see it. You want to see it go to here, go to here, you know, a step ahead, a, a level up. And I feel like these guys, they want, they, they want to take their play up to the next level, but if the league has to allow it, there's certain things that have to be allowed, you know, let go from an officiating standpoint and if it's not, it's just it's just going to stun the growth of the of the, you know, uh, you know, they want this game to keep evolving. Right. I mean, we, we, we talked about it earlier with like all the flashiness going on and in, in, in all the, you know, all the all the crazy moves and and um, the carries and, and the. <laughs> yeah. With that comes a lot of fundamental violations that would, you know, would get called. I mean, should be called carries. Double dribbles, travels, uh, switching pivot foots. Like, I mean, I, 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 it drives me nuts sometimes. And, you know, I almost just had to like, you know, come to grips with it one day is like, okay, am I going to sit here and just constantly get pissed off because I just, I could sit here and just blatantly see these guys just like switch their pivot foots like all the time. How or am I just going to just, you know, take it for what it is, I guess. You know? How about walking it up the court? Like when you get it on the, on the make and the guys like, like Westbrook and LeBron, they, they would just like hold the ball and walk, take three yeah, steps. They, I, yeah, they walk oh, up. John, it's like that, that tech, that, t- that text you said with John Morant, yeah. like carrying it like yeah. a baby down the lane. Yeah. It's like, and well, that, I, and it's, if you watch that in slow motion, Bill, he's actually able to get an extra, like half one and a half steps because he doesn't actually get to put the ball down. But that's what I mean. It, His feet it, are moving. It's a quick first step when you're, when, when you get to take two in one dribble and the defender right. has to react to trying to react to the ball. It's like, well, you can't dribble and move that fast. It's like, yeah, that makes you really quick when you don't follow the rule. Cause Derek Rose kind of always did the same thing too. Like if you watch him old school, it's like, wow, he's so fast and strong. It's like, well, yeah. Cause he dribbles two times in 17 feet. It's not really feasible to do that, but okay. Like, sure. You know, and so John Rand is, and I'm not taking away from John, like, but yeah, I, 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 I think the the league just caters to to, to things like that because it, he provides highlights for ESPN. He's so ESPN fun to watch, Center. though, dude. Well, they're starting so to they're starting to try to find the new. You know, they know LeBron is. Well, is, they wanted it to be Zion. They were. I mean, they. I mean, they positioned him to be the next LeBron, hands down, and he's crap in the bed. So, you know, now it's back to the drawing board. You know, it's, it really is. It's, you know, I mean, you know, they got guy. I mean, it's, if you think about it, it's, I mean, Devin Booker is probably one of the best young players, John Morant, you know, Joel's 
Tatum was a youngish player. Edwards, Edwards in Minnesota. Joker, he's youngish. Yeah. You, know, you got guys like him, but I mean, Luca. Luca, definitely. <laughs> Luca, the Trey Young, you want Trey Young being the face of the league? LaMelo Ball? I don't, not really. You know, Kate Cunningham's good, but he's not a face of the league good. You know, so it's, they were hoping Zion was going to be that sensation like LeBron that just changed the game. And who knows? Maybe he can still if he gets healthy and right, but it seems like he's just really on the wrong path right now to be, you know, me, or maybe he'll be a good pro at some point, but being a super, super, like the face of the league, I, I don't know. It's This is a big off season for him. I mean, it's what, I mean, this is going to be his fourth year in the league and he hasn't played more than like 20 or 30 games in a season. I mean, this is, you know, why is it, I mean, and, and it, the media's turning a little bit on him, but it's the same thing that happened, the same thing with Joel. And it was, oh my God, we're clowns for waiting, but with Zion, oh, it's, good to be patient but when and, you were with Joel doing the same thing it's we're idiots and we wasted the pick and all it's just so like back to the whole Philly, Philly Bill, you mentioned you mentioned Derek Holman before we hit record you know yeah uh Zion could end up being that that, that the next Derek Holman yeah I think Derek Holman's even better than this because he had at least had two three years of being dominant dominant before he yeah. got hurt like he had a couple full years of being like, wow. And then, yeah. then, then he got hurt, you know, yeah. Zion had like 20 games where it was like, wow, it wasn't even like a season. So, all right. All right real quick. I want to wrap this episode up Love with, it. with your final thoughts on overall NBA playoffs, the way it's going right now. If you had to, if, 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 if the finals started tomorrow, who, 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 who's in the finals? Mm. If the finals started tomorrow, who, who's your pick from the East and the West? Boston Warriors. Mm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Heat Suns. Heat Suns. Yeah, I think. And you said Boston, Boston Warriors. Warriors. I'm saying Bucks Warriors. We got them all covered. Everyone had different ones. We got them all covered. We got yeah. them all covered. I think they're. I think they're all plausible. But I think the Suns are the best team, and I think the Heat. I think if the Boston beats Milwaukee, I think the Heat are just, just a little more mature and can 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 hang with the, the athleticism of Boston. That being said, I think the the, the series, the best series in the playoffs. Is still coming up, and it's not going to be the finals. It's going to be the Western Conference Finals, Warriors Suns. That's going to be. That's going to be. That's going to be a great it's hard series. to go back to back. It's going to be a great series. It is. It is. You know, a lot of you know a lot of playoff experience in Golden State, and you know the Suns are hungry because they they blew a two zero. People forget they blew a two zero lead against the Bucks in the finals last year. I mean, they dismantled them. It was like, oh, this is going to be a sweep and. How is what's going to happen? And then the Bucks and Giannis went on Giannis mode, about fifty in Game Three, and it was like, "That's all, dudes." So that's why you got to play the game, man. You never know. Threat us tomorrow night. Anything can happen in Philly. That's it. And that's why you lace them up. That's it. But uh, well, that about wrap this episode up for uh, for us. Metal Matt, Big John Stud, Wild Bill. Yep. And the J-Lo has just dropped in, graced us with his presence for the final line. Perfect. Go, birds.